we record. Here. Another year, another Oscars. Another disappointment. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> Yo, did you see that? Uh, you caught me off guard, man. <laughs> did you, did you see? Did, did you see that after Daniel Kaluuya won his award, they mistook him for uh, what's the dude's name? Leslie Odom. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, the uh, the reporter was like, uh, "How does it feel to be directed by <laughs> Regina, Regina King?" He was like, huh? <laughs> "How do you?" <laughs> he said, "Could you repeat the question?" <laughs> Hey, that's funny as shit, Tom. Tom, Tom, I didn't know you had a little bridge. I didn't know you had a little energy, yeah, yeah, yeah. brother. I that's a, that's all the soccer I'd be watching. Right. Just snap and do that shit. True, true. Speaking, this is this is not Oscars at all. This nigga Tom, Tom from the source. That's how you get. The, <laughs> that's how you get to switch it over. He's like, who you at? That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> but we did we did see the Oscars. We saw some uh, some interesting wins. We saw uh, Chadwick Boseman did not win. That's uh, why I was dis. I was dis. I mean, it wasn't that he didn't win Best Actor. It's what like Twitter's been saying is how they marketed the Oscars and you know and they they big shout out to Daniel Kaluuya but I had a few issues I feel like uh, Lakeith and Daniel should not have been in the same category you know what I'm saying definitely I feel like that but, leads to your point though I feel like the Academy was trying to create a situation in which one of them would win and right, Chad would Chad. win but that's not what happened we, there so there were some pluses right so right. Daniel won I think it was the first time a black Person or a black woman was uh, won the award for hair and makeup for a film. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Stuff like for, that. Uh, um, it was uh, Ma Rainey. Ma Rainey. Black Bottom. Yep. Um, but yeah, there was definitely some losses, and for them to like finish out the show with Anthony Hopkins winning that shit, just like an old white guy. I didn't. Granted, I didn't watch the movie. What is it? The Father or some the father, shit. Right. But I did watch um, Ma, Ma Rainey, and I also watched The Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought whoever the, the lead, I forget uh, Ramit, uh, not Ramiz. Um, whatever homie's name is. From Sound of Metal? Yeah. He killed that shit, bro. Yeah. Riz Ahmed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he, he was firing that. But sound of Metal was actually an amazing, an amazing It was a great film. Won best sound and best, um, it's like a best sound and something else. They were both auditory were awards, though. Like sensory kind of yeah. based things. Yeah. yeah. They were both sensory based. So, of course, you know, we don't look to the Oscars for validation we just appreciate the appreciation right so we want to appreciate all those who have been appreciated from this appreciative source anytime a nigga gets a win yeah we, we all for i love niggas I winning lo- i love niggas winning i don't I care what platform it is you know right yeah and and i feel like after daniel kind of sidestepped shorty's question yeah he was like i mean it's just about us getting to coming together that's really all it's about right yo and to see uh y'all see the video of uh Daniel and Fred Hampton Jr., Chairman Fred Jr., yeah, yeah. Uh, hugging that was, at the after party. That, that was, was like beautiful two minutes moment. of them just embracing each other, and uh, that was powerful, man. I, I imagine just like to be in um, Chairman Fred Jr.'s shoes, right. to, you know, um, come you know behind the legacy of such a great man, mm-hmm. um, have this film come out um, under these circumstances, and for Daniel to win an Oscar for playing your father, right? You know what I'm saying, and then. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's it's crazy. an amazing thought that Fred Hampton Jr. is in the movie. Word, he is right. Mm. Didn't know he that he ain't born yet, but he's in the movie. Mm. Right, because the the mom is pregnant during the whole movie. Oh, okay, yes, during yeah. the whole movie. Right. So it's crazy. This it's crazy that his father died before he was born, and here we are seeing the unraveling of this narrative right. in our face to the point you just made, man. It is is a 
we appreciate seeing niggas win. I love to watch a nigga win. And right. Then, and then, like, what adds to that moment that, that y'all are speaking of is that, like, when you, as a creative, do something paying homage to someone, the family embracing it just means something different. Especially when, you know, that's why, shout out to Ryan Coogler, shout out to the director and the other um, major producer. I believe they're all black men. Um, yep. That's what happens when you do a biopic and you consult with the family properly and you consult and do your proper research to get the details. And I, I've heard different stories in, in, um, in terms of how this film even was able to get greenlit. And it was off based off the success of Black Panther. Yeah. And, you know, so immediately once... Um, they saw like uh, Black Panther was going to be a success. Ryan reached out to to Daniel and was like, "Yo, I got another one. I got another joint." For I want to say it was during the filming. I think they it was during the filming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Up, it was already in talks. That's the stuff. So I guess shout out to Black Panther still. Definitely in, in, in multiple ways, right? Black Panther provided a way for Black, Black Panther. Wow. Ah. Well, look at that. <laughs> B B Mo always got the wordplay. Oh. I've been watching Dr. Umar Johnson, so I'm real, uh, yeah. I'm real tight Yo. with the linguistics. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> I haven't watched the whole Dr. Umar um because I fell asleep. But I heard that nigga drop 40 like on, on the breakfast club niggas. 40. And he don't know. And the reaction in, in terms of Dr. Umar's episodes and interviews is always kind of um 50-50, right. right? But nah, bro, he was know. 11 from 13 from the field tonight, Damn. baby. <laughs> <laughs> now he was in his bag. Like he was uh, in the bag. I, I, st I stopped right before the uh, Makia Bryant discussion, where yeah. apparently Envy caught a lot of flag. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but when, prior when to does that, Envy not catch flag? True. Yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah. just keeps himself in the line of fight. Him True. and uh, Charlamagne. Yeah, hey, man, but they stay they stay paid. You know, I'm not Radio saying Hall that that absolves anything. Right, but, right. But they know how to keep attention going. You know, Fact especially too. for them for them to be that much older. You know, the Breakfast Club is, I wouldn't say it's an aging program, but them niggas is mad older than the core audience that listens to hip-hop and is in tune with hip-hop culture. For them to pivot to a more kind of higher-level black culture yeah, and how smoothly they did it over the years, yeah, I got to respect that. And then Charlamagne kind of like... Pay Kind of paying it what forward, backward, yeah. and having the uh, podcast network the, as, and, as we do, and that's just the closest. I mean, that's just the most recent iteration. But you know, when he had the the deal with MTV too, and he was doing those shows, he was bringing in talent. You know, like when Joe Budden was really starting to pick up, that's when Tax Stone was killing it too. That's right, 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 right. That's Tax, right. And so, now Charlamagne is moving on into the publishing, the book publishing deal. So right. he's got Tamika Mallory's book coming out, mm. Ryan book coming out, all mm. this under the Black Privilege uh, Publishing House. And I would be, I would be remiss if I didn't say the forming of this podcast network isn't directly inspired by Charlamagne. Oh yeah, Black Effect. I, I would say, I, I wouldn't say. I mean, you could say that it was inspired by. I would say it was inspired by Charlemagne in general because yes. I think when we came up and we were having dialogue about us going independent and stuff, that was before he had officially stated anything about Black Effect. Exactly. But we we stand on the shoulder of giants. Like we definitely. I mean, can we say we grew up? We could say we grew up at this point on Charlemagne on um, Brilliant right. Idiots is one of my favorite podcasts. Pretty the podcast was popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like shout out, rest in peace, Combat Jack. That to me, that's Damn. the Godfather and will always be the Godfather. But Charlamagne definitely. is definitely up there on that Mount on that Mount Rushmore as well. Big facts. Well, while we spitting all these other people's names, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. We want to okay. welcome you to the Over the Shoulder podcast. We could do that. This is your chance to eavesdrop on three professional creators as we discuss the sources, happenings, and inspirations from the creative industry, from film to production to music to culture. Join us each week as we push the envelope on the possibilities of the creative industries. Our host this week, of course, is your main man, 325, 6,000 grand. 
Bimo Brown, what's up, y'all? How we doing mm. today? How we doing? Oh, I used the thoughtful question. <laughs> that was Oops. supposed to be a clap, but who cares? <laughs> we just going to run with it. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, swish it up. Got you know your boy, Thomas, Thomas the Great, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The facilitator. He's uh, out here. With the no look. You see the no look when he pointed at the nigga? He was like, <laughs> it's better than mine. Facilitating in real life. Real life. Facts, facts. Yeah, yeah. Backpack mat and all that. You know, money mat. I'm paying my dues, paying respect, and paying it forward. Ooh, Ooh bars. Ooh, Happy to be here. I finally got it. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas logged off again. He, yeah. he, he finally got it. Be yeah, yeah. inspired. <laughs> oh man! But you know what time? That is, Windows ninety nine. That's exactly what it is. The XP. Yeah, XP. Right, right, right. Unreleased shit. Time what you know for about the word, word of, of the, the day. day of the day. Today's word of the day is brought to you by Dictionary.com. Um, I do have it right here waiting for us. Today's word of the day is... Ex- exonumia? Oh, I have my shit on mute. Oh, here it goes. Exonumia. Ah. Do it again. Interesting. Exonumia. Exonumia. Items as tokens or metals that resemble money but are not intended to circulate as money. Usher bucks. Usher bucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a perfect example. Exonumia. <laughs> Thanks, Usher. We appreciate you. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah. we do have our new segment. It is This Month in Creativity. We have, I think, the last episode we created was on in early April. Here we are in late April during close out the month. So it's a couple of things. You know, we could do some quick round, some quick fire what it? response to. Like um, all right. Let's do. All right. So yesterday, through the House of Representatives, D.C. State, at least the House of Representatives is a state. The next step is to go through Senate, which according to the, the rumors, it's a 50-50 projected tie with Kamala Harris being the 51st tie, meaning that D.C. will become the 51st state wow. in the nation. House what are the reactions, fellas? Mixed bag? How you feel, Tom? I mean, I, I may be wrong with this, but like, D.C. has some slight privileges in not being a state, so like the kids can go to be in-state out of state, I might, I might, I might be misfiring with that. No, I mean, but what do you mean? We're like, oh, you saying these kids college, can college, go college. to state colleges at in-state prices because they are in DC and don't, even right. if they are out of state. Right. I mean, that's a very, very small and nuanced benefit. Right. A benefit, nonetheless. I respect. Yeah, true. That's why I true. said mixed bag. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> um, taxation without representation. You see it on the license plates all over the place. That's now. the I'm, biggest. One. I'm always going to be a huge uh, proponent of if the if the citizens of DC. The native Washingtonians, especially, um, who've spent their whole lives in a district, have been taxed, but you know, um, don't have represent uh, proper representation. Correct. In in Congress, and so I'm a huge proponent of that, um, especially since this district or this area, just in general, is so powerful mm-hmm. um, for a multitude of different ways. And I think it's interesting that now all of a sudden that is, is gaining major traction when African Americans or Black people only make up 43 percent of the population in the district. So, what I mean, it's, it's bittersweet in that regard. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Any thoughts on what the state name should be? I have, I've seen Eleanor Holmes, Holmes Norton is leading the front on the Douglas Commonwealth. I see Muriel Bowser is leaning more so on New Columbia. Mm-hmm. New Columbia, get that out of here. Oh, see, no. I see both my niggas said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might could go for Douglas. What was it? Douglas I like that, though. Douglas Maybe Conway. that one because of Frederick. Frederick yeah. But uh, he keeps second. the DC uh, acronym. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, that's like I want it to maintain its uh, identity, so to speak. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I fuck with I'm, that. I'm just kind of I'm waiting for more ideas. I, I'm there's, not. I'm not really... well, here's why um, I didn't. I'm, this is my first time hearing both options. But right, so. uh, Douglas Commonwealth is fire to me because we don't have any states named after a black person. Facts. So I'll take whatever the, whatever That's we can get. That's a good point, man. That's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, all these monuments. You got the Dr. King monument and all of that. Like, it just, it makes, yeah. it makes sense. Like, who named, we were, do you, if you reach back far enough into your, your U.S. history from eighth grade, do you remember how we get the name of Georgia and Carolina and, and New Hampshire and New York? Hell right. These are based on, like, white European and Euro- U.K. cities. Right, right, and, right, 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 right. Right. I think Georgia was the, wait, no. Georgia is named after King George. And I think one of them bitches, I'm sorry, one of them niggas' uh, wives is like Carolyn and Carolina or some shit like this. How we get to Carolinas. Right. Right. And they ain't do shit. I, I mean, out of the two options, I'm more inclined to follow uh, Eleanor than I am um, the mayor. So I, I'm just, I think so. Whatever she came up with, I, I might I'm, just. I'm start. not fucking with the mayor. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think even certain states are heavily influenced by like the French. We're talking about like Louisiana, yeah, right. states. And even when she go out west, some of them are based off of Native American tribes, Illinois. some of those names. Illinois. 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 I believe Utah has a lot of Native American background in that as well. I mean, well. every indigenous, state has sorry, something. Indigenous folks. Right, so. right. Mad areas in Virginia are named after literal Indian tribes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. actual Indian tribes. S- second follow-up question. Anybody interested in starting a city? Well, I do know this. Now, in Maryland, there's a city um, not too far from, um, uh, I would say, Laurel and Rockville, Silver Spring, called Ashton, Maryland. Okay. I do want to buy that motherfucker. You want to buy Ashton, Maryland? Uh, however that purchase <laughs> takes place. <laughs> I do want to buy that what, town. What would you have to buy for you to have the... Do you have to buy City Hall? Is I, that I what don't know. Happens? I think I just have that's to that's buy, the... like, 51% of all the shit that's in that city. I don't know, like... Is it a small town? Like <laughs> At what least is a, it? it's not. I mean, y'all niggas don't know about it. So I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. only reason I know about it is because of two hundred. When I'm driving past two uh, and through two hundred to get My to the said, y'all niggas <laughs> don't know. <laughs> you know that shit is low key. So I'm like, all right, ain't shit popping over there for real, for real. So I'm I'm actually a fan up. of this idea, even though. Like it's what's kinda, that? No, I'm talking about him buying the town. Yeah, <laughs> true, 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 true. I, asked I just, Lafayette. I just like the concept. Yeah. yeah, it is. I asked Lafayette earlier if he wanted to be the mayor of Southeast once they turned Berry Farms into mm. a city. Would you be the mayor of Berry Farms, uh, East East Washington? Sorry, that's what's it's in my head is East Washington. East, y'all ain't gonna call that shit. <laughs> East, East Douglas. East, East, Washington. East Douglas. East Douglas. <laughs> East Douglas. Like shit. <laughs> No, I think that I think that's an interesting interesting thing. Speaking of, have you guys watched the HBO documentary Exterminate All the Brutes? No, I peeped that on HBO that Max. About? I haven't yeah. watched it yet though. Uh, Exterminate All the Brutes is brought to you by the same dude who did I'm Not Your Negro. His name mm. is Raul Peck, hmm. um, and he does a history in four parts and examination of whiteness in America. Mm. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm peeping. I'm peeping. This, yeah, this I might, is have, I might have to watch it now that we talking about. This is the second time I've heard that as a recommendation. So. No, it's really good. And he's got a very he's got a very unique voice in the way that he. I mean, it is triggering because we are examining whiteness still, but um, in comparison to like Lena Waits, them. Did y'all watch them on Prime? No, I have no like I've, I've, desire I'll, to watch that. Yeah, and I'll I'll let you. I'll, I'll quickly say no because not because of the us they comparison, but it's also like from what I've heard, it's a lot of black trauma, 
and I've just really been trying to spend time purging myself from watching shit and hearing shit like that. Like, I'd, ra- I'd rather take in Black Joy than Black. Joy. I heard it's like to an ex- not to an extreme. Right, like for real. Them is crazy, bro. I'll just for a <laughs> quick. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm, I, do, I, the one excerpt I have seen is the uh, the one mother like bitch slapping the hell out of the white woman. I mean, that might be the one time Black people win in that show. Like the 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 crux tragedy of this is that a woman, a black woman, is raped in her own home while her child is killed in front of her. Right. Oh, yeah, that's and what we, I heard. That's and what we heard. watch that. And not only do we watch that, you realize, like, ain't no, in the credits, ain't no adopted screenplay, ain't no based on. Nah, this is original shit. Some nigga was, sit, <laughs> it was like sitting down and thought, oh, let me think about this shit. Versus, like, exterminate all the brutes, which is actually factual, mm-hmm. which is equally triggering. But, like, niggas really, in the spirit of Marcy Martin, we still got to do pain? Right. And why to this degree? God damn, that shit was thick, bro. Oh. <laughs> that shit, y'all saw, y'all saw Queen of Slim, right? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. and for that same reason, I heard, I've heard how it, how it plays out. Times a hundred. No, yeah. I, I watched it and then I was hurt by the ending. Times a hundred. I mean, shit, The Shy. You watch certain seasons of The Shy, it be it covers some pretty dark shit. concepts, and I'm like, all right, okay, <laughs> all right, all right, right. Got a couple more things we want we want to talk about here. Um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the White Soldier. Or the White Soldier. The Soldier. Black Falcon and the White Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Any initial thoughts? I know I didn't hey, want the Disney Plus. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm out of. I'm out of that excused. One. Okay. Any All right. I have. Thoughts? I have watched it. Um, what's my? What's? <laughs> I always forget my man's name. Like uh, Falcon. What's his name? Uh, Sam. Sam, but like <laughs> in real life. Oh, uh, Anthony. Mackie. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, like, yeah. I've hated that nigga since. Uh, <laughs> What's the um the joint with hot sauce in it? The movie with Wayne Brady and hot sauce. Remember that shit was back in the day. The one with Wayne Brady and hot sauce. Yes. <laughs> you might have to make me Google Nigga, this. Nigga, what? <laughs> Crossover, two thousand six. Oh wow! He was the main character in that shit. I hated that nigga <laughs> since then, dog. I don't fuck with the nigga, but I respect him. You know what I'm saying? I think um. Fuck the free world. Fuck the free. World. <laughs> he was Papa Doc too in Eight Mile. Yes, yeah, so. that's true. Just and a hateable yeah, character. Yeah, and, it, and uh, I watched a YouTube video talking about Papa Doc, and it was like, yo, this nigga only rapped once yeah. the entire film at the very beginning, and that shit was trash. That shit was trash. But he's the main character. Like, mm-hmm. he's the main villain. He's the main villain. I don't, he was Tupac mm-hmm. in the Biggie movie. Oh, he man. was. Let's not talk. This nigga's agent is amazing. Great. So as a professional, <laughs> I really fuck with Anthony Mackie. Right. Mackie. As a professional. Right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, Shout out to my man Anthony Yeah, Mackie. one of them journeyman niggas been in the league 18 years. Right. Yeah. Trevor Reeves, keeps, that guy. Somehow, yeah. Trevor somehow keeps putting numbers on the board. Black Mirror. Mm, that was, I only watched it one time, but it was a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was. Um, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I, I mean, and the White Soldier was... Uh, <laughs> It was cool. I don't think it was the dopest so far. I don't think it was better than um, WandaVision, personally. I think there were certain themes when it comes to, you know, talking about blackness in a Marvel series that was dope. Um, but other than that, and, and the fact that now you have, um, which is really not really a spoiler, but now to have Anthony Mackie, Sam Wilson as the black um, Captain America is dope. It's dope for that. I mean, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel pretty uh, milk toast about it myself. I think the, I think the I, villains I, were pretty weak. They were. 
Yeah. I thought the show was pretty weak. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to be uh, nice. No, you are trying to be yeah, nice. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? I appreciate you because <laughs> it is hard to come down on black things. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But, you know, we uh, we appreciate, oh, you know, one of the best lines from the show was the OG super soldier who had been tested. The Isaiah Bradley or whatever. Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. He says, no, um, they would never let a black man be Captain America, and no self-respected black man would want to be. Mm. Hmm. Although he became Captain America at the end, I'm he's still with Isaiah Bradley. He's Anthony fucking Mackie. <laughs> right, right. Regular-faced, <laughs> French vanilla right. Anthony Mackie. We appreciate you, though, because we That's need that for the Black actors, man. Black <laughs> actors. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. A couple more. Um, one second to last thing. Saw that my man Telfar, you know, Telfar, <laughs> the, the luxury brand, right. makes all the bags that women get in line for and they don't want black men to buy it and resell, right? This black luxury, mm. upscale, make sure it's accessible to all the people in the community. Telfar is now making uniforms for White Castle. And White part Castle? of that, you know, yes, 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 White Castle. Yes, you know how you just said it in your head, White Castle? Yes, White Castle. And part of that uniform, Tom, Tom, I'm looking directly at you because I want I want your hairless uh, reaction. I'm part, sorry? Part, <laughs> your hairless reaction. Part of the uniform that they're designing is a do-rag. What are your thoughts? Um, the air has been sucked out of me. I don't, I don't, that, I don't, I don't have words for that. Uh, That's almost infuriating. Mm, okay, so it's a negative reaction. Gotcha. Oh, no, I seen it already. Yeah, yeah I, I needed to see it though. Oh, they been with White Castle. Thanks, Lafayette, Since, with the fact check. Yeah, I, that was that was that was golden. What's been with White Castle? What's been with White Castle? I guess apparently Telfar has been with White Castle. Oh, but the more emphasis I wanted to put on is in this version of the of the of the uniform, do rags. See, my whole thing is like. Why Why sometimes the execution of such things is so, like, I don't want to use the word bland, but, like, who in the hell, how does this make it through multiple levels of approval in some company that, like, you we're going to use a do-rag as part of our uniform? And they, they expect it to go positively. Well, I mean, wasn't Telfar selling do-rags on his, on his, in his store already? So that was a something that he brought to the table. And that's why when you posted that on your IG a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, man, if a, if a black man or a black person in general is the one spearheading that and making the, the bag off of that, then okay. That 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 I can I can rock with. But it's just like, the place is already called White Castle. It was already going to give me question marks. But it's it's like a north, it's like a, it's a, not it's northeast. A Midwest. I thought northeast. it was northeast. Yeah, yeah, northeast I think of like Maine and Providence, Rhode Island. But like, <laughs> New York is up there. Uh, the tri-state. It's a tri. It's a tri-state. It's a tri-state joint. White Castle is yeah, tri-state. It is it's tri-state. So maybe you know, it's like all right. This is a little different than um, Travis Scott's situation with McDonald's and shit right. like that, where they just like, oh, okay, you get a McDouble with extra pickles and shit, right? You know, and call so, the Travis Scott burger. Right. Yeah. So maybe in comparison to that, I'm just like, all right, well, the niggas maybe. Um, okay, let me ask you this: getting a bigger slice of the pie, hopefully. Next time you up in you up in you know what I'm saying you up in Brooklyn, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying it's two yeah. o'clock in the morning. You done had about nine blunts for the day. It's White Castle. It's accurate. I so I walk I've, in the joint. You see a greasy white boy with the tail out on the do rag. What are your thoughts? You're not like uh, I'm a little uncomfortable. First thing, I, <laughs> first thing I think of is Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh man. 
getting some of that LaFonda. I ain't mad at you, brother. I ain't mad at you, brother. I ain't mad at you at all. Another another perfectly timed zinger by Matthew. That was good. He's got me like four times. I know a lot of random pop culture (laughs) shit that That you all provide the space for me to. <laughs> Let it out, there. man. Let it out. Yeah. But you're not feeling the type of way with Greasy Zach wearing a do uh, I mean, when you compare it to shit like Lena Waif's they it ain't that bad. Okay. That I'm kinda I'm kinda going to White Castle like that. You have does anybody have White Castle bad. in their top ten? Mm, no. Nah. Hold on, what's in the top ten? Is White Castle in your top ten? I don't even, I haven't even had White Castle. I've never had White Castle. I've so driven past it all the time. I can't even right. put it in the conversation. It's in my top fifty. Okay, that's, that's acceptable. <laughs> it's in my top you feel me, Lafayette? What's, 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 the, my what's the White Castle equivalent? I know it's uh, it's, in, it's in the South. Crystal, yeah, Crystal, fuck yeah. with crystals, yeah. Same shit, same shit. Just a little more charm. Gotcha. <laughs> that's all. Crystal got some personality yeah. too. You know, shit, Here's like, your burgers, yeah. bite. <laughs> 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 Crystal, Crystal's rappers, we get the chili cheese uh, cheeseburger shit. It should be soggy in the muff. Yeah. I'm like, did y'all? How long y'all had this shit sitting in the back? Like, it's wet, right? All right, and then as Snowfall has made its season finale, season four, which is actually the first season completely without John Singleton, the conversation of Snowfall versus The Wire versus other shows. <laughs> other shows. <laughs> other dot, shows dot, dot, is commencing. Tom, Tom, you watch the, you don't watch um, Snowfall, do you? I have not watched Snowfall, but I've definitely watched The Wire and the other show, dot, dot, dot. Oh, what are the other shows? So Power was what we Power, put up on the screen. Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah. I mean, but I guess I guess for it to be mentioned with the wire and Breaking Bad, not so much power, but it's, yeah. <laughs> with the wire and <laughs> Breaking that Bad, right. it is an indication that Snowfall is being taken seriously to a point of like high quality television. Right. Mm-hmm. I think when I when I first binged it at the beginning of the pandemic, or actually just after John Singleton had passed, when I first binged it, I was wondering how come more people aren't talking about this show. Mm-hmm. This show is so good enough, it has caused me hyper. This caused me to hyperventilate in the show, mm-hmm. like right. to have a panic attack in the show. Like, oh shit, but what's this about shit, to happen? This shit, right? This shit is good, <laughs> right? So, why aren't more people talking about the show? So, I'm glad that the conversation, especially after this last season, uh, which I think was just as successful and just as a potent of a storytelling without John Singles, did rest in peace to my man's, but they were able to carry it out moving forward. Um, <clears throat> I, I fucking love Snowfall. So, if there's a choice between the three. Of course, I'm going with Snowfall. It's the Black Tycoon story. Which yeah. you got, Matt? I love, I love both Snowfall and The Wire, and we've argued about this before. Um, I'm caught up to speed on both. I, If it comes down to uh, Wire versus Snowfall, I'm going to go with The Wire just because I feel like it's way more expansive. I feel like the city plays way more of a central element. I feel like it's not just following the rise and fall of one particular dynasty. It, it Traces multiple dynasties. Oh, right, right. True, true, true. You know what I'm saying? You That's got a Avon, rich story. You got Marlowe. Then you got the elements of, I think, um, you compare Teddy and, Os- and Oso and all the shit that the CIA is doing in Snowfall to how influential, like, the politics and the police force in, in Baltimore was in The Wire. Right, right. I think when you talk about Franklin as a central character, it's not many characters in The Wire that can compete with that at all. That's fair. But that's because they don't really get the screen time because it's so evenly distributed. That's true. Across, you know, so many great actors across so many different kind of uh, positions on the field. And right. Shit. So it's it's not it's like doing an injustice when you compare, but it's fun to compare to city. So right. I just I just thought of something. So Idris being able to like, for lack of better words, uh, model New York in the way he does, mm-hmm. 
Do you give the same credit to Uncle Jerome? Like, he played the hell out of that person? Now, this is crazy. When I heard Jerome's, I saw a um, a sizzle piece about, uh, it was Jerome behind the scenes or some shit, like the actor who plays him. And when I heard him in real life, I was like, whoa. I, actually, I heard him before I saw, so like I already knew what it I'm was actually getting. more impressed by the transformation of Jerome, who's a New York actor, graduated from Howard, playing a West Coast dude. I'm more impressed with that transformation than Damson transforming his uh, British accent into a West Coast accent. Yeah. This nigga Jerome well, is I, talented. I was, I was actually right. going into the wire with that one. I was talking about um, oh, Idris oh, Elba do I playing think- New, a New Yorker. I mean, I mean, uh, oh, Jerome whooped his ass. Because okay. there are times in The Wire, but like, after watching it back, there are times in The Wire, but I'm like, all right, Idris. <laughs> he, 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 slipped, he slipped a little I bit. I heard that ending in there, bro. I heard that, brother. <laughs> sound a little sharp there. <laughs> yeah, I got you, right? Uh, that don't sound, you ain't no twos in there. I ain't right. heard that. <laughs> right, right, right. Right, right. So, I mean. drawing out the vowels long enough, my nigga, you got to. But what, what happens when we get to compare is that we don't, when we compare, we don't get to see The Wire as a precedent. For Snowfall. The reason why Damson can do what Idris did is because he watched Idris do it. Right. So he knows, oh shit, I can't slip up right here because, you know, shit, they going to hear my itness, right? So I might as well study up with a study up with a West Coast rapper. What's my man's name? Dub, Dub, C. Dub C. Dub C. Study up with Dub C. Get it right. Do my part. Stay out here. Live out here. Immerse myself in it. And John Singleton. And John, exactly. Yeah. I mean, don't get exactly. more West Coast. But I think Coast that might that. be the advantage of Snowfall is that they have, it is black sourced. Right. The Wire is based on a black town, but the writers and the producers and the mm-hmm. directors are all white guys. Right. Right. So right. just a thought. Just a yeah. thought. Yeah. So uh, the authenticity might miss just a smidge. Uh, it's a not even miss, but... No, I don't think so. I think, I mean... I don't even want to say miss, but it's just I like, think I think The Wire did a great job of really consulting and pulling in, like, you know... Hey, Lafayette we, was talking about this early before we got on the... On the um, started recording and shit. It's like, yo, they were pulling in extras who were like, you know... Popular people in DC, you could see, you know, like Snoop was yeah. didn't have any formal acting training. Mm-hmm. Right, you know but, what I'm saying? Uh, a big G, Slim Charles on the wire, you know, didn't have any formal acting training. And now he's a whole real life actor. Facts, like, like right, practicing and everything. Right, yeah. Lafayette was saying they were getting the extras from the DC area, from the Baltimore area. Niggas like Poot. Them nigga, that nigga was from Baltimore. So right. like, yeah. You so to a point, although it might be white sourced, I would to your to your point, Matt, that I agree with. The Wire is more so about the whole system of corruption yeah. that started through the drug line, but is, well, I kind of get it now. It's the wire that connects them together. I yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you did. <laughs> mm, I like that. Thanks, Tom Tom. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, we got, so we're going to move on to our next section, which is the money move of the week. I wish we had some money. Hey, hey that'll <laughs> work, though. News. That's like some, uh, it's like some what the what's the Bloomberg shit? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> it's a business report. Mad money, whatever the fuck that shit is. <laughs> it's time to it's talk about, about money. <laughs> Interest rates, bitch. Uh, <laughs> you have too uh, much fun so, with that board. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't really have. I would do. I read a couple articles in Forbes yesterday about um, what the hell Biden is actually when he's going to make a move on the student loan forgiveness shit. Okay. Okay. Talk to him. And to what degree? Now, I've been hearing that he's finally tapped his um, legal counsel to start researching what a policy that could work and, you know, get approval would actually look like. Okay. Um, Obviously, uh, Schumer and Warren and a bunch of the Democrats are telling him to just use executive action. Right. Because the, um, 
I think it's not the Dream Act, but the most the CARES Act and right. and uh, a few of the other acts that have come out uh, through the pandemic have opened the door for him to potentially make um, executive action. But it's still a lot of shit up in the air. For one, how much um, forgiveness uh, he wants to do? He stated ten thousand, and he's gotten a lot of pushback for that from the left side, which they feel like that's definitely way too low. They're pushing for fifty thousand. Right. Then it comes down to, but that's just that's just the top of the, the tip of the iceberg. You go down below that. What type of loans get forgiven? Are they great federal loans? Federal loans, private, private loans, right? Because right? mm. they, they don't have control over the private loans. So, and then then it becomes like with the pandemic when they were giving out the stimmies, it there was a cap, there was a threshold in terms of how much you were bringing in in terms of your twenty nineteen salary. Right. Right in terms of if you were eligible for the, the stimulus checks. And now I think they're trying to do that same cap on, um, yeah. Well, that's what's been floated out there. It's like, a, a, I think over, if you make over 125K, they floated out there that you would be eligible. Right. Which I think is kind of Have some people wild. I know stimmied right out of the equation. Wow. And then you've heard, you've heard, yeah, you've heard Biden talk about it early on. Like when he first got elected, he was like, he doesn't want to reward somebody who went to a top tier private school um when you know if you think i know a lot of black people who went to top tier private schools both hbcus and pwis right i think they could benefit greatly from who couldn't benefit right (laughs) debt being uh wiped off here's the thing like you thinking like you're just helping rich kids out but here's the thing rich kids don't have you know student loans worth of student loans they don't have student loans at all exactly Exactly. So, so there's, a, there's a flaw in that thinking there. Right. Well, which is usually what how politicians think. Of course, of course. The um the 10K thing is ridiculous. Even when I, I remember when he made the statements that private school kids shouldn't be eligible for student loan forgiveness. And my private school ass is like, what? Right. Right. I legit went to I remember picking the school as a kid because of the status that this private school would bring me. Right. And I got these student loans to pay for that shit. Now you telling me. Right, it's facts. No, nah, that's fucked up. That's that's not a. You got. We got to workshop that, Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. We got to workshop and, that one, man. And and to wrap this up, like we're all on Twitter, we always see the comebacks when Biden tweets something, and, and he's like, "Yo, we need to address this." And niggas is like, "No, nigga, you need to address those student loans." Like, right. But my critique is, is what it's always been for social media. It doesn't hit as hard as niggas make it seem to. Like, yeah, it's a nice little zinger. Right. You know, it's some great. Some great for retweets, <laughs> right? But what impact does it really have on moving the ball forward and, and, and alleviating people from so much stress? I mean, people are really down and out right now who went to these private colleges, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, even people who have big, big salaries just because you have a big salary, you know, doesn't mean that you're not drowning in debt, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, you know, so. Look at all, I know you, we all have friends who went to grad school and picked up them grad school loans, so crazy. And are still struggling to find a job. And if they do get a job, are they getting enough where they can really pay down that debt in 10 years? Probably right. not. So. Probably not. Probably not. That's crazy, though. We have to, we have to get that shit right, Joe Biden. Just set that shit Definitely. up. Definitely. Do and better, Joseph. I yeah. wish we could, to your point, man, I wish that we could transform these these Twitter zingers into letters to you. Yeah, like, to like congressman. Instead of 30,000 retweets, I need 30,000 niggas on the lawn just looking at them. Just chain at his so ass or something. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> right. We at your front door. Right. Facts. 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 Time, time. I believe you're supposed to be setting up our musical guest for the day. Who we got? 
Got Scala. Hey. AKA. Well, I don't even have the AKAs for him, but nah, that's just my man's from uh, Detroit, AKA the DMV. And, you know, this is one of my favorite tracks that he's put out recently Genesis. So now we have Genesis by my man Scala as it's pulling up right here. We'll be right back with more over the shoulder on the Bridge Podcast Network. Let's get it. Solid rock like Gibraltar. Whoa. I rock like I rock producers for scholars. Whoa. I rock with leaders. I rock with bosses. I rock arenas like I'm Gilbert to the coffee. I rock. I see the future like time stops. The third eye giant walk around like I'm Cyclops. I'm ready for tall feats. You niggas wear small socks. I ball as I see fit. I phone in and call shots. The same ones used to throw shade on my bright future. And my past is kissing up to me. And I've been showing them my ass. I bypass the energy you sending me. And keep it one-on-one with the money. We work in synergy. I keep it like 200 with God because he the centerpiece. And I know if I don't, it'll probably be the end of me. I'm praying for my enemies. I pray they meet a better me. This appetite for war has been the sauce of my energy. She been moving like this to me. Got a tendency to take on tasks heavy as heaven. I pray that this weight ain't bending me. That's scoliosis. Dealing with pains that I only noticed. Dealing with demons that on days was my only homies. Hopping through war wounds, funerals and courtrooms. Circulating dollars, trying to take it all on tour soon. Miss when every morning was just cereal and cartoons. Back when this you try to ride, just make it in the carpool. Back in the days when I was young, I dreamt of all that I've become. I'm still on track, I'm on the run. It's on the floor. And I'm her son Put that on my mama now You know like when she met the one I know the feeling of the end But let them know it's just me want to thank you scholar for that lovely hit right there. that is absolutely beautiful genesis by scholar off the project of third eyed wide make sure y'all check that out on all streaming services all of them uh and especially band camp so my man can get the most money mm. for the most bang we love to see situation. it situation now as we are talking about how artists can get money uh there is a money move i don't know if we call it a money move we'll call it a, a call for money move of the week <laughs> <laughs> It is, uh, it is Diddy's letter to corporate America. <clears throat> if I was a real journalistic professional, I would read that letter right now. I'd have it already pulled up. Mm-hmm. But I since I'm not, <laughs> said, I ain't read that shit. <laughs> basically, basically, Diddy wrote Take that, take that, respectfully. Diddy Sean. wrote a letter to corporate America after a meeting with GM in which this letter calls out GM to play, not play, to pay black artists. Right? Um, so naturally, when this letter came out, and from the person that it came out from, right. the initial reaction was hypocrisy. And hold on, this nigga got a point. I was, of course, on the hypocrisy and this nigga got a point train. Um, what I want to, what I think is interesting to talk about here, especially the over the shoulder creative insights perspective, is to think about uh, as Diddy is writing a letter to corporate America 
saying that corporate America needs to change the strategy in which it funds America, the direct hypocrisy from Diddy also not funding the artists that are around him. Right. What are, what are, the, what are our thoughts on that? I mean, and we're talking about this also a few days or a week later from the passing of Black Rob. Right. Right. Um, who had multiple joints, most notably Woe. Woe. Um, as a as a signee to Bad Boy, mm-hmm. and for him to pass how he did, GoFundMe campaigns before he passed, you know, right. for medical funds and, and whatnot. It's like, you know, before Diddy sent in this letter to corporate America, there's been discussions about hip hop unions and shit like this. But at the end of the day, it's just like, to what extent do you take care of your people? And you know, yeah, like, to what point do you let go? Yeah. You know, to, how, to to what extent do you blame Diddy for um, the Craig Max and and the, and the Biggies and, and multiple artists who just weren't able to, you know, maintain their footing in in the Black Robs versus um, saying, "Hey, every man is responsible for the opportunities that are given to him." Like, I don't know, it's tough. And and that's the part where, like, if you, it's not really supposed to be a comparison, but like. This is where Master P ran away with it going in a positive direction, mm-hmm. and Diddy just kind of like, Arr. yeah, like I'm. I don't know of any career that Diddy took on that he didn't develop originally, where he was able to rehabilitate that career, like what Master P did for Snoop. Oh no, nah. you know what I'm saying? Nah, or but, all the other <laughs> people who yeah, are like I, the the only thing thing that I feel like is somewhat associated with Diddy that went positively would be Mary J. Okay. Like that's the but only I, thing I can and but they weren't even directly like she wasn't a bad boy artist. They just worked together in the early days. Right. Thing. Machine Gun Kelly, which you don't think of, but I don't know if his success now because he's more successful now. But I don't think he's no longer. I don't think he's a part think, of bad yeah. boy anymore. Yeah, I don't think you attribute that to right. to bad boy. Interesting. As a as a burgeoning record label owner, the 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 case study of Diddy. It's a very interesting one when it comes to how do you take care of your people. Right. Uh, because contracts are contracts. Uh, but at the same time, like, if you if someone is under your care, you're supposed to look out for them. I see that at the same time. I think the difference between a Diddy and a Master P is Master P is invested in the person holistically. Like, are you able, and I don't even know if that's, like, a moral thing, but just, like, an output situation. Are you able to actually come in here and produce in mass so that we're able to distribute that in mass and make money. Whereas Diddy is more so, seems to be more about the content and less about the person. I think Diddy is, when his collaborations are more so with corporate America <clears throat> than Master P's collaborations, which have been with other artists. Even you of talk course. about Rap Snacks, this nigga got like 27 different artists on each independent right. you know, bag of flavor. This nigga, this nigga has like four different types of barbecue chips, each with a different rapper on them shit. Of course. Of course. You know, so even his entrepreneur, entrepreneurial efforts are inclusive. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, inclusive with his, his with, his, with his kids, too. Like, you saw him on The Breakfast Club recently with of course. Uh, Mercy and Hersey, like yeah. his, two, his two youngest boys. Like, um, And that's not to say that Diddy's not doing that with his kids, you know, but... Uh, I mean, even then, <clears throat> even then, the point I was getting to is, like, what you just said. It seems Diddy is more exclusive. Mm-hmm. And uh, Master P is more inclusive. 
Right. right. And I wonder if that has to do with where they're from and how they were raised. Right. I mean, but Diddy, you talk about a letter to corporate America. I'm like, why? What do you need a letter for? You've been working with these niggas directly for years. I mean, okay. Okay. About- so here's the other half, right? Because we can we can look at the letter that Diddy wrote and be like, you're a motherfucking hypocrite, and that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But there's something absolutely absolutely true about what he's writing to the corporate content America. Of it, yeah. Yeah. Diddy's uh, pl- complaint is to GM and their support of Revolt. Mm-hmm. What happens is Revolt is able to um, uh, advertise GM, put GM, check off their diversity stats when it comes to advertising to black people, have them reach a whole demographic, and then GM will tell them, this is how much money we want to give you. Mm-hmm. Not in a situation where like we're charging you for adver- Revolt's charging you for advertising space and you need to pay this. GM will turn around and be like, mm, on, some, on some sharecropping shit, like, okay, we gave you five mil the first year, right? And y'all did great. So this year, we're just going to give you one. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We need more than one. Okay, we'll just take it away then. Okay, we'll take the one. That's what Diddy is saying. Diddy is saying is that these corporate, these corporate institutions are piecemealing out money to black organizations to check off diversity, inclusion, equity, equity stats for their organization without actually paying <clears throat> the just do for that same service. Right. I mean, that's a leverage thing. And I mean, I get that. Corporate America and these white-owned companies have a lot more leverage. But I think there's... I mean, I'm not Diddy. I'm not in this position. But I'm just thinking, like, competition is a big way to, to combat that. Right. Know, to be um, pigeon-held or um, um, limited to having only one major partner. You're at the behest of that person. You are. In terms of what they're trying to bargain with you, and, right. and it's, I think it should be way more collaborations and stuff where it's like, all right, well, fuck it, GM. If GM's not going to do it, I'm gonna reach out to this group. Going forward, baby. They are from this, you know. Um, but no, that. But I, yeah, I, I get what he's saying on from a high level. Yeah, yeah. Both things should be true. Two things yeah. should be true. Yeah, and one thing could just be true. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> this right. nigga Diddy does need to do better. And when I read back, as a it's interesting when I teach I teach music business and music media, and we always get to the Diddy chapter, and the Diddy chapter involves like oral histories of Diddy putting himself down as a producer because legally producers and writers are supposed to get fifty percent of the song, but then like hit makers he'll put them down as drum drum technicians mm-hmm. or some shit like that, so yeah. that he can he can not pay them the rate of equi- uh the rate of like equity, but like basically work for hires on a very cheaper cheaper level. So he created a career. Off of manipulating, you know, manipulating the system that way. And now when you only have those, this is why I say I feel like he's more inclusive. When you only have Bad Boy, when you only have Sean John, when you only have those particular products that are based on like nostalgia or a talented acts that only come once in a lifetime, you depend on those pieces of, of those pieces of properties to make you money. Right. Instead I, of uh, depending on Migos as a whole. Like we could right. be making t shirts off these niggas. They right. he thinking about I'm trying to flip songs from ninety nine still. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, if it's a model that works for him, and also on the flip side, we were talking about like unfairly paying artists or the producers and stuff. We don't really know to what degree how much money in, that he's putting into the pie Facts. relative to what they're asking for. Because, yeah, they might have made the beat initially, but who's really fronting the record? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, so but that's, yeah. that's, not a, that's not a public conversation conversation. Right. Because as a public, you're supposed to feel bad for Black Rob. Because that's the artist that you love. You're supposed to be like, pay Mace more money. Right. Because you fuck with Mace. Right. You like a couple of his songs, but you you didn't have to work with that nigga. You didn't no. have to work with Mace. You had to work with Black Rob. You didn't have to manage him. You didn't you have, have to, to put that him. money up. You had to bail, bail niggas out. You right. didn't have to. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
So you know, you didn't. Ha- you had to. You didn't, maybe he gave niggas hella advice and niggas didn't take it. So that's why I say, you know, originally, to what point do we um, hand off responsibility or accountability? It's a good question. You know, on on either I side. I don't know. I just have like an interesting relationship with like the like uh, Black Rob. There was a claim like he was homeless mm-hmm. or something at the time of his like at the time he got sick and all that. And I don't know. I've always kind of had this interesting relationship with it because like. I've had sometimes a conversation with a, a homeless person. Like, let's say they ask for a dollar. I'm like, okay, what you need to Like, what what you going to do with the dollar? Not necessarily saying, like, you can't buy that with the dollar, but, like, what you need it for. So, like, there was a time where I had a discussion with somebody, and he asked for one beer. And after I talked with him, it just, sometimes it makes you realize that these people are, like, one positive thought of one positive interaction from coming back to life. Mm. And, like, sometimes the homelessness is, like, a mental state that they reside in as opposed to, you know, temporarily living or something like that. Oh, shit. But. (laughs) He asked for one beer. Yeah. So it makes you, like, you don't want the whole 12-pack? Like, I I don't know. It just made me, like, why? And then. I, I I know I had that conversation with one of my coworkers earlier today, so that's why it made me bring it to life here. I said, I mean, that's a good point, though. So like wow. the same thing could have been true for Black Rob. Um, I, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes niggas just need to get over that one hurdle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's All right. <laughs> moving right along. That was though. that was pretty deep. But that was pretty deep. Uh, I'm not even. You know, I don't even want to go deep no more. Go ahead. Just go uh, ahead. Do it. We gonna stay. We gonna step out the way. That's the you. benefit of being with you know having the Bridge Podcast Network. Yeah. That we are building, is that we're not. Limited to forty five minutes, so we have forty nine. We need to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. That's right. I know you try to get the fuck out of here. Own the plat- <laughs> shout out, Alexia. What's up? Shout out to Alexia. Shout out to Jack. Shout out. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go too deep. All the homies. Shout out to the informer. Yeah. Shout out to the informer and the bridge. bridge. We are uh, uh, we are distributed and brought to you by the Bridge Podcast Network. Uh, we appreciate that. Y'all mind if I go a little too deep, real fast? On in, play. Make it real quick. As a content creator, I find it pivotal to constantly investigate that which inspires, confounds, and disrupts creativity. Each week, I explore one creative concept, deconstruct it, and analyze it. This week, I want to talk about what is black What is black and attractive. I saw a tweet a couple weeks ago, because that's how information starts now. I saw a couple of tweets. I called a couple of tweets a couple of weeks ago, and the, the, the purpose of the tweet was questioning, are black people attractive? Or are we following Eurocentric beauty standards to seem attractive? Are black people attractive, or are we following Eurocentric beauty patterns to seem attractive? Um, Tom, Tom, you African. I hope I don't. I hope I don't offend you. When I was a kid, oh boy, uh, I'm just gonna, just gonna put it out there because fuck it. I feel like the the point of Bimo Brown is to be wrong in public and then rectify. So let's see what happens. Um, when I was a kid, I always recognized that African people look different than black people. Okay. And it's small things. It's the natural hairline that African people tend to rock versus our symmetrical hairline. It's the way that we dress versus the way African people dress, the way that we talk. Our skin tone as we relate to, like, wash, not washing our face like African people don't wash their face, but just in the different ways that we see beauty in the world and how we express beauty in the world from African American has always been, from my perspective, different than how Africans see beauty in the world and how they express beauty in the world. So when this question comes up of, are black people attractive, like black Americans, descendants of slaves, are we attractive or are we just following Eurocentric beauty standards? At first, it just made me be like, of course we're attractive. But then I thought, 
I thought a little different about it. Go on through Twitter. I see a conversation that's happening on two fronts, um, between black women and black women, between black men and black men. The conversation happened between black women, and I sourced this information from black women. So don't don't be calling me no misogynist. I talked to twenty black women about the situation. Sample size, goddammit. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's valid. Talk to two talk to different black men about this. So the original tweet said that on on this young lady's birthday, to feel extra pretty and extra special, she felt like braids. Mm-hmm weren't enough. Mm. She felt like in order to feel extra pretty, extra special, she had to have bundles, straight hair, or something of that line. And then the black women jumped into her mentions and her DMs and said, there is nothing informal, there is nothing unbeautiful, there is nothing unprofessional about having braids. Braids should be more akin to who you naturally are, and your bundles are more akin to like a Eurocentric view. So then the question rises again. Are we attractive or are we just following Eurocentric beauty standards? So then I'm watching a YouTube video and, uh, damn, both of y'all niggas bald, I was about to say. Damn. Hey, Lafayette <laughs> got hair. Lafayette, okay, this nigga had like. BBC bald by choice. Go ahead. The, <laughs> like Jada Kiss? I'm not bald by choice, but that's another discussion. That's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll talk about y'all woes a little later. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a gentleman on Twitter, on, it, on YouTube, I'm sorry, his name is 360 Jeezy. He is a waiver. A waiver. This is the community of people who like to put, you know, celebrate their waves. Mm. And which I and back in the oh, day, wave. I was <laughs> one of those into a waver. Yeah. Not like a hello, but like, you know, I got waves. I was a happy waver in my younger days. Okay. Yeah. So the thing that kind of like triggered me a little bit, I watched 360 Jeezy take his fro. He had a legit fro. He brushed it down, brushed it down, tied it down, wet it down, gelled it down until he had waves again. The whole time he was doing this, he kept saying, I need to civilize myself. I need to order myself. I need to tame myself. I need to dewild myself. All these things as just to say his fro was something that was like ugly. Uh, the texture was wrong. It didn't make him look good. In the beginning of the video, which is actually super triggering, you know, you know how content creators, they like make a video of themselves talking to themselves. Well, he was himself three times. And each of these three times, he was convincing himself that his fro was, was, although it was natural, it was ugly on him. So then, again, the question rose in my head. Are we attractive or are we following Eurocentric beauty standards? I don't have an answer, but I just wanted to go too deep. What are y'all thoughts? I mean, I, oh, I'm sorry. I do have one follow-up, though. One follow-up. So after this, this tweet conversation of the braids and the bundles happens two weeks ago, in a direct response to that, last night at the Oscars, we see a lot of the black stars show up to the Oscars intentionally with their natural pre- protective styles and braids, as is to say, fuck you. Mm-hmm. So now I say, I don't really have an answer. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I feel like the phrase, uh, 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 the phrase, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, is, 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 is the one to mention here because, I don't know, it all depends on who's looking and it, it all depends on the perspective, like, I, to a certain extent, I myself uh, prescribe to, like, women in their natural state. Right. Um, but at the same time, you just, I'm also one of those people that let people be themselves. So if it's permanent shit, it's permanent shit. If it's for sure. the natural Let state, me ask you a question to get you in trouble. All right. Do African women look different than black women? Um, yes, I guess. I wow. Don't, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. Try we on a podcast. Um, I don't know. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to sidestep the question, right? Good move. Just, just, just like, <laughs> good move. And I don't know. As a kid, I always recognized, like, I grew up 
in Maryland and Fredericksburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people that like I can distinct I can distinct, distinctively notice when someone is African and or even from my country mm-hmm. before they talk, before they speak or anything, just due to the features, whether it's I don't know their back, like literally the the, the back of the person or when they just how they look. So I don't even know if I can break down the features like that. Uh, Widen nose, I, I don't know. Um, I would say there is a difference, but I'm not sure I can explain it. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> That's smart. I think we got to also just like we can't, we're, we're not, I wasn't born in Africa. I right. I haven't, you know, black people, African-Americans aren't, you know, haven't been weren't born in Africa and at the same time we're in America so we have that versatility where it's like where do we draw inspiration from mm-hmm. I've seen the same women get protective styles and celebrate go on vacation by getting braids right I've also seen some of those same women you know put on a wig when they want to go out on Friday night right and I don't think that's I don't think it's fair to just be like okay now they're following Eurocentric beauty standards they you know you were exposed to both I, I suppose the other thing worth mentioning in this discussion is um, when you go down the wormhole of tw- Twitter, like conspiracy theories, like sometimes it just leans a little too hard in a certain, for lack of better words, negative direction that it's just like, yo, it's not this serious. Like at the end of the day, yeah, I feel you. That's a great way intellectually to package that. But do I actually care about what you're saying? I don't know if I care that much. <laughs> Have you seen an African nigga with a mohawk? Like. Remember that, like the '06, '07 era, like the African. I mean, the African soccer players still rock that. So is that is that Eurocentric? I um I feel I can go either direction because you know let's say from a uh, what's the word I'm looking for the uh, uh, the native styles from back in the day. I'm sure one of them had a mohawk somewhere in there. Right. So one can say Eurocentric, and one can say that they were Afrocentric to begin with. Uh, It is like. It all depends on where you're coming from and what part of the discussion you come into. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think it's a. I'm very cautious about saying uh, anything definitive when it comes to women, black women, and what they should do and what right. they should. That, that, that's why I started with the that. embrace. <laughs> Let it be known yeah. on this show, we respect everything that come out that bonnet. Right. <laughs> right. I don't give a fuck. Hundred yeah. percent. Right. So uh, if I you think want to beauty, keep on the bonnet, that's cool too. I think there's beauty well, in the versatility. I, there you go. Right. Um, so if one woman wants to be like, yo, I'm celebrating, I'm about to throw on a wig, cool. If you're going to get it, whether it's a wig, whether it's bundles, you got to cornrow that hair first. Either way, baby. Right. Yo, Matt, either way. <laughs> either gonna, way. You're going to cornrow that you hair, gonna cornrow baby. cornrow that shit. You're going to throw a stocking cap or whatever the fuck if you throw that wig on top or... Put the tracks in. Matt with another st- subtle stroke. That was a good one. Amen. That was a good one. You know that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Speaking of good ones. Um... <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, wrong bad. Here it oh. is. There it is. Okay. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. In the bag. So we were talking about like Lena Waithe. We were talking about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I've done this multiple times on the show where I talk about the streaming wars between Netflix and mm-hmm. HBO mm-hmm. Max and Amazon Prime and fucking Hulu and what else. Uh, There's so many now at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, Numbers just came out from Netflix where this is the first quarter and I believe like maybe five years where they had a decline in the rate of which of subscriber growth. Real. So, yeah. I did hear this. Break it down. So we're seeing, um, yeah. And so, you you know, 
talking to a few different people. I, I don't have a sam- sample size of 20 like Bino has for his segment. <laughs> but you start, I mean, I think it's pretty unanimous that people feel like most of these other platforms like HBO, Disney, even Amazon are starting to just have general better content than Netflix. So I always wonder, like, what does that mean for the future viability of Netflix? Because Netflix was that shit because not only were they really, like, first to market, but they were had, they had partnerships with Disney. They had yeah. partnerships with Warner, who owns HBO, where when films were released and after they went through this theater, uh, theater circuit, you know, and they, went, they did, element. like, yeah, they did DVD, Blu-ray, and then, like, a week or two later, they would be on, on Netflix. But now those Avengers movies and... All those Warner films are no longer on the platform. Uh, you don't have a uh, Luke Cage. Um, yeah, Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. You don't have a Iron Fist um, Marvel series on Netflix anymore. You know they took all their shit back. So besides Stranger Things, I'm really trying to think what else do you know? Do they really have maybe Black Mirror? But that only comes Lupin out. Lupin was interesting, but I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> shit, and they also lost Friends. Yeah, the, like they, the interesting thing is oh, yeah. now is like the aspiring deals. Like the, yeah, who, who's about to jump off of it? Then you got like the major networks having their own platforms. So NBC with Peacock and, and, mm-hmm. and BT Plus, Disney Plus. Disney, yeah. I mean Disney with the whole bundle. You can get uh, ESPN Plus, Hulu, um, Disney Plus, all in one package. So nine ninety nine, baby. They even they even got rid of my precious WWE Network, baby. Really? Oh, yeah. The WWE Network was bought out by Peacock. Wow. Yeah. And so for the first time ever, WrestleMania was free. Wow. Whoa. Was it uh, censored, though? How do you feel about that? No. No? So actually, actually, in in, in conversation with the streaming world, because I want to get back to I want to get back to Netflix. Um, What happens on Peacock? First off, the Peacock service is a scam. They charge you five dollars for no commercials, but then when you read the commercial, when you read the fine print, it says, "Oh, we actually show commercials on our most popular content, anyway. regardless if you paid the five dollars or not." Mm-mm. Right. So there is like the five dollars, <laughs> like this upcharges for what? Um, the second thing, as far as WrestleMania goes, I was a little upset because, like, it wasn't censored, but it was watered down. Yeah, it was more introductory. It wasn't like. WrestleMania is supposed to be a culmination of like a lot of storylines. This felt like the spark of a lot of storylines. So instead of it being like the season finale of the uh, of the um, soap opera, it was the f- it was the pilot episode of the first of the. It's of like the Daytona 500. Like the Daytona 500 is the biggest race in NASCAR, but it's it marks the beginning of the season. Right. But really, is you know you want something that that accumulates to. Uh, you know, right, just something end. like of the. So of that the means NBC is affecting the production of, of it. NBC bought the distribution rights for WWE Network for three years for like a billion dollars. It did wonders for my stock. Right. Terrible for my viewership. Terrible for for myself as a fan. Although Bianca Belair, first black woman to win, um, well, actually not the first black woman, the first two black women to main event WrestleMania. That happened. That was great. But back to Netflix though. Netflix will not survive off a of Concrete Cowboy and Stranger Things. No. <laughs> I am, to your point, like Netflix is, <laughs> Netflix, the name of Netflix is synonymous with streaming services. Right. Like, let's Netflix and, and chill. chill. You right. could definitely put on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But 
Netflix is. I don't know, man. I mean, look, look. HBO Max had like, how are they the Warner Brothers thing. All the best movies. All the, the mid ass uh, Mortal Kombat came out. Shit, that's Mortal Kombat just came out. But two or three weeks before that was Godzilla King Kong, right. and two or three weeks before that was the Justice League Snyder cut. Right. You know what I mean? So heavy hitting shit every month. Shit all so, month. So they really have some like, for lack of better words, some ad- adapting to do. Like, how are they going to adapt or survive this? I mean, they. I mean, they do have certain things moves on so the fast. Like uh, Shonda Rhimes, Bridgerton was a, was Bridgerton was a hit. Blew it out the water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you need a whole lot more than that. I think Issa Rae just signed a deal, a production deal with HBO. Yeah, right. and, and Warner. So yeah, she's doing Warner, Max. right? So and um, Jamie Foxx is on, which is Jamie Foxx has a show on Netflix, but his deal is with Paramount. Gotcha. Um. Mm. So, like to your point, Netflix needs like another Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, another Shonda Rhimes. Um, a few of them. <laughs> they might as well call Lee Butler. Up. Well, Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. Lee Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Butler. Lee Daniels up. All right. Oh Lord, I just seen this right now. Floyd Weather and Logan Paul have agreed to a fight that will take place on June six. Yeah, I just saw that too. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I I got Floyd. Uh, of course, Floyd gonna wax is killing that nigga. Yeah. You watched? I mean, the Jake Paul shit um, happened. I didn't play for that. I didn't watch that. But, it, but then UFC happened yeah. last this past weekend. Shout out to the Nigerian. Yeah. Nightmare. Hey, hey. Um, UFC has like three African champions right now. Two of which are Nigerian. No surprise there. Uh, Israel Adesanya. <laughs> True. True. And my man who just won on Saturday. Yeah. That fucking uh, the Jake Paul fight had a one point five million buys. Right, that's crazy. That's crazy. On I mean, Triller. On Triller. With Triller. Saweetie and Doja Cat. <laughs> a Triller also has verses too, man. Sure so I'm, I'm I'm interested to see. Try to make a everybody movie. has a platform, like you know. True. Netflix better partner up with Triller. Do something. Do something. Yo, <laughs> yo, call Facts. call him, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> call him. Hey, time time. You got a thoughtful question for the day? Damn it, wrong one. <laughs> That's <laughs> there we go. Swing and a miss. Um, so my thoughtful question of the day is how do you protect your peace? Mm, just got a nine. A what? A nine. A nine? Oh, a gun. A nine. Damn. It let me to go bang. <laughs> it took me a second for that to register. <laughs> And now two, That's four, five. No, I'm definitely. Uh, I got a piece I, I to protect yet, my piece, nigga. I haven't done it yet, but I'm definitely about to start going to the shooting range. So that's that's the thing. Small arms in Maryland. I forget which one this was. One of Upper Marlboro. Oh, okay. I know that's about where, that. That's that's that might be one of the ones I go nice to. Little spot. Nice little spot. But no, I've watched. I've watched too many shows recently where the woman gets left at home alone and something terrible has happened to us. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the closet. Right. <laughs> right, right. It's in the closet. It's in the closet. Go get that shit. <laughs> Unlocked up. We ain't got no kids. Fuck, fuck a case. What the fuck? Facts. Um, but yeah, that's to answer your question, weapons. Weapons, okay. At this moment, as far as the piece that I, the first, the first piece that I thought about was like just peace from violence. Right. Uh, my mine was more of a mental piece. So. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a valid answer. I, I wouldn't say weapons yet. I, I'm not mad at that, though. I that, will yeah, piece up when the time you. is right. Got something to protect. That's it's real. Facts, yeah. <laughs> Woo! I was just going to say walking. I've been walking a lot. I've been going on walks a lot by myself and shit. Just... <laughs> oh, violent people. Yeah, right. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> uh, I started uh, spring cleaning, man. That's been a big thing for me over the past maybe 
72 hours just okay. like yo let me purge shit um yeah, clean, like, cleaning is definitely get a new mattress me. i just gave a bunch of shit to goodwill before i came here nice you know what i'm saying like yeah like, philanthropist man I think it's just the right thing to do. It is. have so much shit that you're giving away. You know what I mean? Like bags and bags of clothes. It's like you got to give it to. You can't just throw that shit out. You gotta. You gotta yeah, pay you gotta for it. Recycle. Yeah, there's a whole lot of niggas in, in Wheaton with Stussy on probably in the next. Yo, <laughs> three weeks I'll or so. I'll never forget in middle school, I had this long sleeve Sean John shirt. Mm. It had yellow letters on it. I'll never forget. And every year, me and my mom, we do the whole Persian thing where we give away things to Goodwill. And I remember seeing the shirt was on my bed. I didn't mean to give it away, but then it wasn't. A couple days later, I show up to school, and a homeboy has the sh- the shirt on. And I remember sitting in that moment thinking, like, yeah. I can play the fuck out this nigga or, or just let it be. Like, yeah. I was like, man, nice shirt. Kept it moving. Dope shirt. Dope shirt. <laughs> hey, Great shirt. And then years later, you find yourself digging through Goodwills and shit sure like do. that for dope finds. Sure yeah. do. Yeah. Sure do, man. So uh, I mean, for me, I would say combination of combination of walking, um, music with no words, like instrumentals, jazz stuff like that. Um, That's that forty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, he got every 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 show, every show. Like, like, he got the he got the ordinary people instrumental. <laughs> Right, something like that. A little, a little, a little Miles Davis Coltrane, the ensemble joint. Y'all niggas know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Bimo does the ordinary people joint. No, nah, it's not the instrumental, but it's like horn ensemble and shit. Like, <laughs> the jazz version, right? The jazz version. Jazz version. <laughs> oh, nigga, I'm here. Woo. That was a good one. Matt has Matt has been on Matt point. Has been today. on one today, hey, man. man. Yeah. We appreciate it. It's good to be back, man. The last, the last one for me would just be. Um, I don't know, staying close to my tribe, like mm. making sure I, I pour into my homies and my homies pour into me the right way. Facts. Yeah, keep keep the circle tight, keep a good tribe around you. I would also add to my list besides walking. I've been doing. I started yoga back up maybe about a month ago. Yoga. I've been doing it every Friday, and it's been great. Like, yeah, I think health is important. Wellness is important. Like, I'm not trying to be no yogi, but it's important to like <laughs> even hearing shit like yo. You know, release what you're feeling in your body right now with this particular pose that doesn't serve you. Release all the things that don't serve you that is collected in different mm. parts of your body. And you see that shit on social media all the time. All these women be tweeting that shit, but that shit really um, it hits it hits it hits different when it's it's yoga and it's like you're mentally and physically releasing right. trauma, uh, negative thoughts, insecurities, shit you didn't even think about. Is has a physical um, uh, manifestation on your body, mm-hmm. right. and so taking the time out to, you know, pay attention and 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 sync your mind and your body, and your emotions together has has been really dope for me. So, I would say that's what's been protecting my peace, and I've been drama free for a little minute. So I'm gonna keep. Oh yeah. I'm gonna keep it going. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. I'm gonna go ahead and give my tool of the trade. Um, Tool of the trade is, oh uh, man, honesty, honesty and accountability. I have run into a couple of situations this week, even while just building the podcast network. We'll definitely talk about it off podcast. It's a very interesting situation, but um, 
uh, as I'm in, you know, I, most of the clients that I interact with are women. And the stories that keep coming and keep happening about men in the DMV area not being able to act professionally with women in these areas, it just keeps happening. It keeps happening. It keeps happening. Mm. So uh, I have found that to have these open and honest conversations with the men who are in violation of these things or at least being accused of violation of these things is so much easier on my soul, so much easier on my heart because I talk a lot of shit Tuesday and Thursday about... Um, whatever women's rights and, and yeah whatever and protecting black women at all costs right so uh and you gotta live it too you got to and sometimes you know as we are all niggas on the precipice to be a better nigga that don't mean that we the better nigga yet so that means we have to be open and available to be honest towards our niggas and then hold our niggas and accountable for such so in that honesty and accountability to make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at BMO Brown, BEMO Brown. Make sure you check out Wake and Bake with BMO Tuesdays and Thursday, Instagram Live, and also right here on the Bridge Podcast Network. Yes, indeed. Yeah, um, I would say I would, uh, BMO made a great point. Uh, so I was just thinking if I should add on to that or just go on to my shit. But not only holding our, our fellow niggas accountable, but also as we are continuing to be better people, even if we might not have done egregious acts, it's always important to keep yourself open to constructive criticism from women, too. Yep. On the small things or the things that we see as small shit. So that's something that's super important as well, to not just be honest with our niggas, but constantly being open up to being honest or having women, women, face, women who we can, serious. who we have good relationships with to be honest with us and, and evaluating us. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend this week Class Pass. I was talking about yoga. Nice. Good friend recommended ClassPass to me. Um, it's a good app that you pay monthly or you can um, ad hoc uh, buy credits at a really good rate and apply those uh, credits to different uh, businesses. So you can spend a couple tokens to go to a yoga gym and do one session as opposed to having to sign up for a monthly membership at a yoga studio. Right. You can... Um, clean, clean moms drop pop through. That's right. Word. That's right. Um, I, I did cryotherapy about a week ago uh, via class pass because of that. Yeah. You hold on, hold on. Run I saw you, you on the gram. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? Editor-in-chief of the Washington Informer. Good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> yeah, so I was able to do yoga, a cryotherapy session. Um, when I'm in New York, I'm able to do Tabata. When I, I, I travel a lot, so when I'm in Colorado, I can hit up another yoga studio. Oh, sweet. And I can just sign Class up for this stuff. Like completely domestic. Right. Well, yeah. Yep. Oh, nice. So whatever zip code you in, you can find something that's pretty close. That's, that's clutch. Yeah. It is clutch. Yeah. They should be sponsoring us. That was great. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a hell of an endorsement. That was great. Yeah, they need to fuck with us, man. Um, Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have. I thought I had some, but I'll let you finish. Socials. Oh, Backpack Matt on Twitter. Mr. Backpack on Instagram, M-I-S-T-E-R, Backpack. I think, I'm pretty sure BMO already said it, but follow us on um, Instagram too, OTS.pod. But more importantly, the website is presentable, overtheshoulderpod.com. We back online. Overtheshoulderpod.com. Overtheshoulderpod.com. Yo, is um is Port 40 still a thing? Port 80? Yeah. Port 80. Yeah, yeah. So, um, my Port 40. <laughs> no, no, still, yeah, yeah. So um, we, we, um, the main... Weekly sessions, we've kind of taken a break because everybody has, like, jobs and are going after certifications and stuff. We've been doing, um, shout out to Tanisha. She's been doing Cyber Women Wednesdays. That's been going on. Nice. But we're starting that stuff back up. Um, We just actually had a session last week. But Clubhouse is interesting, man. Like, it was a big drop-off. 
at least for me, generally, and like I'll go in and do my Port 80 stuff, my cyber conversations in my own room, but I ain't really trying to hop on other rooms, right? You know, yeah, hear conversations. I've left that alone for a little while now. Right. So, <laughs> as we own the podcast, I don't like to hear random niggas talk. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I'm already talking to niggas. Like, I don't need to hear y'all niggas some more. Right. But if you fucking with us, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, keep listening. Right. You made it keep, this far. Definitely keep listening. Um, but if you don't, I understand. <laughs> I was, it's an hour 15 at this point. Yeah, right. You fuck with us. Right, you fuck Right, right, right. Uh, I would say my tool of the trade is a single tool of the trade. And I don't know, we discussed this with our homies last week. Um, I would definitely say patience with myself is my tool of the trade. Because mm. I don't know, it's been been an interesting couple months for your boy. A lot of positives, a couple negatives. So, you know, and everything kind of, especially last week, just felt just slightly off. Going well, but just slightly off. off. I got you. So, you know, just the patience of just allowing life to correct itself. And to tag on to that before we leave, not holding grudges. Like, I've been thinking about this shit a lot been seeing bible verses and all mm-hmm. types of shit different you know um different signs just like right. let, let that shit go yeah whatever it is you got so much more ahead of you right now right. than for you to be holding weight on the past True. you know what i'm saying that bag lady that bag man kind of complex let it go let so, it go so it's funny and give um, grace give grace one of be the grateful. one of the quotes i've been thinking about recently is i wouldn't call it a bible verse but it's like gospel-esque um so there's the too blessed to be stressed right mm and then the one I heard recently is too anointed to be disappointed. Mm. So okay, God bless. <laughs> it's the re- revival week. <laughs> it is revival week <laughs> on the highways <laughs> and byways. Um, when the, when the pastor reveals the theme for the year, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's too the one anointed there. to be disappointed. <laughs> Vacation Bible School twenty twenty two. There it is. <laughs> We all went to it. <laughs> we sure did. Yeah. As yeah. always, we want to thank y'all for listening to the Over the Shoulder podcast. Matt said it earlier. I said it earlier. Make sure you follow us at OTS Pod on social media platforms. Make sure you visit, visit OverTheShoulderPod.com so you can check out all the old episodes. Yes, visit, indeed. Visit Washington Bridge Inform. What's the Informer website, Lafayette? WashingtonInformer.com so you can find out more shows that are on the Black, not the Black Podcast Network, the Bridge Podcast Network. As always, we want to thank y'all for listening to the Overshoulder Podcast. Appreciate you. And just a disclaimer, you're going to get a lot more episodes over the next few days. This will be the most recent, but you'll see we finally fixed certain things behind the scenes with the website, the RSS feed. So we're back live on Spotify, iTunes, all that. So we got a a really big backlog of episodes. So before this one, or after you listen to this one, there should be like four or five yeah, go check them out. That um, part relatively fresh that we that we've recorded over the past couple months that you should check out. And I know a lot of people been hitting us up saying they missed the podcast, so um, everything is everything is a go. So yeah, let's see you put that to work, baby, yeah. and keep picking up these gems that we dropping. We'll see y'all next week. Peace, 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 peace. peace.